it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast hi um hello um hello to you this is our podcast um hello it's an episode by episode breakdown of jersey shore and this is season one episode five i'm Wow. i'm cookie and together we're cookie and Wow. this episode is called <laughs> just another day at the jersey shore and you, can you believe that we are already on episode five I know. I, can't, I feel like we were just talking about doing this and now we're halfway to the first season. I want to savor it. This is a good episode, too. I feel like because everyone's kind of in their groove. We know everybody. There's a lot of like fun things happening. So I don't know. I feel good about this. I do as well. But we start off with not such a great moment. It, That's it conti- true. It's a continuation of the Snooki getting punched event. Yeah, we come back where everybody is. There's kind of like two things happening. A lot of chaos and a lot of shock. I think everyone's kind of just in shock. It was interesting that all the guys were just like, they had this rage. They were just like running around, punching the air, trying to find somebody to fight. They just had this like primal rage that take that took over. Yep. And Polly, like you can tell he doesn't know what to do. And at one point he's just standing on the table. Like, what are, <laughs> what are you doing? And then they're walking around the boardwalk looking for somebody to fight. They, they kind of talk about like, what the heck is his problem? Why is this dude hitting a girl? How do you feel about like that notion of like guys can't hit girls? Like, do you agree? What are your thoughts? Um, I think, first of all, I'm not a violent person and I don't believe violence solves any issues. I'm not the type to ever hit somebody or suggest anybody else hit somebody. So that's first of all, don't hit yeah. anybody, no matter who you are, man to man or, or whatever. But especially not unprovoked, there is no reason for that ever, 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 ever. That's true. And I think a lot of them are cutting into this, like, why would you hit a girl, whatever. But like, even if it had been one of the guys that it got hit, that it, it was really uncalled for regardless of who he hit like whoever if it was snooky or someone else saying those shots weren't yours they're so focused on the gender aspect of it but i don't even think i think you're right it's just like violence was not the move and it, it i mean obviously it never is i agree with you i mean it was especially shocking that it was not only a girl but a, a, a relatively small she was like four foot like 11 or something right she's tiny i know and she after the, everything happened she was like i just want my dad and i was like this poor girl she's like 22 like she really was like, and she has such young energy she feels like she's kind of she was a kid i mean and yeah she was saying how like part of the reason she went on the show was to like move out of her parents house and she was saying that she never spent that much time away from her parents like she was i think very sheltered until then and like you said though the fact that it was her is especially shocking but yeah even if he had punched somebody double his size it's, it was so unprovoked and out of nowhere i think what snooki was saying was absolutely reasonable yeah. And for him to respond like that, that says a lot about his character. Yeah. And it is interesting that everybody did just kind of really get on board for Snooki. Mm-hmm. And then even Sammy is the one who says that that incident brought them all really, I think, closer together. And that really did, I think, show not just Snooki that they all had her back, but I think all of them knew, like, if we're going to do it for her, we're going to do it for everyone else. So I do think that really created, it really solidified, I guess I should say, their familial bond, you know? I absolutely agree. I think there was a major shift in the energy of the house after that moment. It revealed to them how much they care about each other. Like when your friend or family member is attacked, it hits different. Yeah. And I, I think too, a lot of colors being shown because they're all a little bit mad at Mike um, situation mm. because one, 
He didn't do a lot in the moment, which, you know what, to be fair, not everybody is somebody who can be an alpha and take charge in the moment. He might have been in shock and just like not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. He didn't make the situation worse. So I'd maybe give him a pass there. But they're going home and he's like hitting on some girl and Ronnie's later on crying to Sammy. Like, how's Mike going to still creep? How are you going to creep? And I love that creep is <laughs> what they call when a guy's hitting on a girl. Cause that's how I feel about it. It's very uh, self-aware. I think some people try to play it off like, oh, I'm flirting. Oh, it's mutual. These guys are like, no, we're a bunch of creeps. That's it. At least it, they own it. it. Does it yeah, I don't exactly. know if it makes it better, but it, yeah, at least they own it. I'll give them that. I'll it doesn't. No, that. it doesn't make it better. It just makes it more honest. But I agree with you that in the moment, like when it happened, not everybody reacts the same. And I'm the type of person that when I'm in a shocking event or in an unexpected situation like that, I do kind of freeze up. Um, yeah. So I, I understand that reaction. But to leave the club, everybody's crying, upset. And then Mike is picking up girls trying to take them home. It, it felt very disrespectful to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think they're all getting very testy with Mike. And at one point they have this like, you know, they have these family dinners. I think we've talked about how that's a pretty Italian thing to do is these like, big <laughs> family dinners. We love food. And so they're they're cooking and I think even even though Mike is the one who's cooking, he's kind of like, I don't know, he's like just being a dick all around in every situation. And so there's this like plate fiasco. And I really think most of it just stemmed from the fact that Mike, for some reason, wanted to be a dick and nobody wanted to take his shit. And so it just created this like unnecessary tension. I think he set it up from the beginning so that he could complain. It felt very yes. like almost narcissistic from the moment he started cooking. It was oh, why are the girls not like it felt very like, yep. why don't you antagonistic? Set it felt why don't you set up early in the day? Hey, we're going to cook you clean. But to just start cooking and then complain that no one is participating feels very weird. I mean, here's the thing. The, some of the guys were participating and he was still critiquing them. So had the girls helped, I think he would have done the same thing. I mean, Vinny was starting to like cook the lobster and like, I don't know if like Sitch just took over. While they're cooking though, I wrote down this amazing <laughs> Snooki quote that I just love so much. I hope you're laughing because you know what it was. And they're cooking lobster and she says that she doesn't like lobster because they're alive when you kill it. <laughs> They certainly are. And you know what? I have to say that's a, it's a valid observation. <laughs> I, I Is she wrong? It's a fair um, point. No, it is an accurate And you know what? Statement. Nobody's talking about that. They're alive when you kill them. <laughs> she was a pioneer of lobster <laughs> rights. So later then, Mike leaves his plate on the table. Everybody else is cleaned up. Everybody else has put their shit away, including the other guys who also helped cook. Yeah. But Mike... Leaves his table, uh, plate on the table, and it almost feels like he stacked it up on purpose to make it more dirty. Yes. Just, just to tell people that it was their responsibility to clean it for him. I agree with what you said, where I think that he was, from the minute he started, just looking at ways to, like, just be antagonistic, like we said. I think he's still salty about Sammy because he's still even kind of poking at her more than other people. And... This is still the point where, I mean, we listen, we've seen Ron be not rational several times already, but in this moment, he's the bigger person because he's like, you know what? I see where this is going. Sammy's his girl right now, and he knows she's going to be a bitch about it because <laughs> rightfully so. And he sees that Mike's just going to keep going. And instead of letting it escalate, he cleans the plate and Mike's still trying to like, I don't know. I just can't stand him here. Me either. But I will say 
on the sort of flip of that, Jenny is showing her true colors as like a genuine good friend. They have a really cute moment later in the episode where they're out and they're just kind of talking and it feels like a real off camera, just like a real friend moment. Yes. I think that this is a lot of setting up who the producers want you to like and not like (laughs) because later on in the season and I haven't even watched the episode yet. So this is really just like my pre-knowledge. I know that in this season, there's a Mike versus Wow altercation. And I wonder if this is starting to plant the seed because we're starting to really like Wow, despite the fact that she's maybe cheating on her boyfriend and maybe a little um, aggressive, but we're on her side mm-hmm. and we're not on Mike's. And I think that's producers, like, I think they're doing this on purpose. Oh, for sure. And they've done an excellent job at setting up their characters in this whole story. It's really leading to, like like you said, Mike is kind of the villain, whereas Wow is problematic, but has a heart of gold. You know what? That's a really great way to describe Wow. I love that. And that's kind of her storyline throughout the whole franchise I would say like up up till now even I agree I I don't know yeah I like it I like that well, the only other thing that um, I want to mention here, too, is, I mean, we're, we're on this topic of family and we get a visit from Ronnie's family, which I think that's a pretty big moment. And he's introducing Sammy. So, like, that's moving their relationship forward. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that after a break. Love it. Can't get enough of Um Hello? Never. Well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at umhellopod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash umhello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky Pove. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Hello, we are back. Um, hello. Hi, yes, okay. I know I need Are we both coffee. drinking pink drinks? <laughs> I think so. Ron Ron juice is pink. This is um seven up uh seven up zero sugar cherry with vodka. Wait, Cookie, I have oh. a question. Yes. You haven't even said anything about my sweatshirt that has my wonderful cookie olafonte merch did you even notice well first of all thank you for wearing it yeah she's wearing my cookie olafonte sweater it's one of my favorites this is actually one of my go-tos i'm not just saying that well thank you yeah i'm very proud of my merch it's based on my tiktok character on tiktok i have this kind of like robot alien persona so the merch is like retro futuristic kind of jetsons inspired with little like little ufos and planets on it so i love it you can get it on songsbycookie.com there's a little merch button but enough about me okay we're here to talk about jersey shore we're here to talk about ronnie's familia Yes, so Ronnie's family is coming over, but Sam, she wants to wait to meet them. She wants it to be perfect. Is it that or is it like, I feel like the timing was, I couldn't tell if this was editing or if the timing was just off because it feels like the family knocks on the door and they're not even awake yet. I, I couldn't tell if that was a producer or if Sam was actually being high maintenance. Or if that was like a, a, an edit, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I'm inclined to believe that she maybe was nervous because she was in her room getting ready and they were getting actively sick of waiting for her. They're like, where, where is this girl? When she emerged, she was wearing sh- jeans, sh- like cutoffs and 
and a t-shirt like just jean shorts and a shirt it was and like she a normal makeup was just like her hair straight and i'm like what were you doing in there maybe she was just nervous and was sitting around because i can i can relate this moment was kind of almost triggering for me i won't lie because this is oh. the worst part for me about and i don't date a lot i don't really get in a lot of relationships but when i have i hate that part of it i really 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 hate it like so much i dread it it makes me not want to date the, the meeting the family and our friends even the whole thing makes me so uncomfortable they know each other so I well see. and you're a stranger and you're you're kind of asking to be almost accepted into the family in a way it's a weird it's a weird moment I, I guess I know what you mean I, so I met my girlfriend's sisters over the last last summer and I didn't go into it with really any expectations, but after the, like the weekend was over, my girlfriend was definitely very much like that meant a lot to me that you got along with my sisters. We all had a good time. And I'm glad I didn't put that pressure on myself beforehand. I also think, I don't know. I'm it sisters. I think is a little bit easier than parents maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. but I definitely, I mean, I have Italian parents. I have an Italian family. And my girlfriend came home with me for the holidays and met a lot of them. And I bet that my family was probably the more intimidating one to meet. Do you enjoy bringing people home, though? Like, do you enjoy that introduction process to your family? Uh, it's It has a lot of anxiety along with it. But I, I generally feel good about it because if I'm bringing somebody home, that already means that I care enough about them mm. to think that they'd get along with my family and stuff. Like, I can't imagine being with somebody that I I couldn't bring home, but there is like a pressure for everyone to like everybody. And I don't know. It's, it's a hard balance, I guess. I also hate that part of it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it a little less. Sorry being so negative today, but I have a lot of (laughs) hangups. I hate it a little less than meeting the other person's family, but I also hate it because I I love my family. I'm very close with my family, my mom and my sister specifically. Um, but it, my family's a little intense. Um, And so I do have to, you know, establish those boundaries beforehand as best I can. And also part of it, too, is that, um, you know, when you're first dating someone, you're first getting really close. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily see the whole truth of you yet. That's something you want to reveal slowly. Sure. And meeting family, I think, is a big it really reveals a lot about you that they may not have already known. Yeah. Showing where you come from. Are you saying you would rather would you rather meet someone's family or have someone meet your family? Uh, neither. If I could avoid either. No, but you happy. had to. You but, have but, to pick one. Um, I guess I would rather have them meet my family. I think same, just because I do think at the end of the day, my family. Can, I think they're fun. So yeah, same. Yeah, same. My family is intense, but they are fun. If you're on that same wavelength, like myself, I you know I, I'm a chip off the old block. We're yeah. either really fun or really <laughs> annoying. Do you think Ronnie's family is intense? Like, I think so. They are. They are incredibly intense. And this is why I really do believe Sam kept them waiting because they kind of argue with Ron about it. Like it becomes tense for a second. Yeah. Yeah. But I, and then she does. She talks a lot of game about like, oh, Sam, when she gets here, blah, blah, blah. But once she meets her, she's nice. And they're like kiki while they walk to the boardwalk and have like a nice day. Just another day at the shore. Just like the episode's called. Yeah. It was, once they got together, it was cute. It was like a cute moment. I liked it. I like the family friendly content mixed in with all the, you know, fights and, and drama. Isn't that what Jersey Shore is all about? 
Exactly. And so after uh, after the family day's over and the dinner's over, we get into actually a boat day that looks, I'm not going to lie, really freaking fun. Like that's the party that I would want to go to. They actually looked like, especially I think because of their bond right now, like they were just having the time of their life. Yeah, I did look, I love a lake boat party. I really do. One of my first drinking experiences actually was we went to a river and uh-huh. we were on, you know, on the river and it's like, a, it's not like a white rock. It's like a slow chill river. Lazy river. Had, yeah. We all had alcohol and we were all in tubes. It was my first time getting fucked up and drunk. Oh. And it was so, I have a lot of positive memories associated with like lakes and rivers and boats and stuff like that. So I wanted to be there. I love that. Um, Did you, did you like have any qualms with your hair when you went down the river? No, my hair is pretty manageable. When I get my hair wet, I have very straight hair. So when it gets wet, it just kind of flattens to my face, but it doesn't really get unmanageable. Why well, you ask that? I asked that because Polly says his hair is waterproof. <laughs> and no matter what he does, his hair, it don't move. My hair. It don't move. It don't move. My hair. I like, the, I like this laughing sound. His hair really does defy gravity, but I'm confused because if it's waterproof, what product are you using and how do you get it out in the shower? Or like, is your hair permanently gelled? I don't, I would need to know. I have some envy because my hair, okay, I said my hair is manageable, but my hair, it doesn't like to be styled. And so if Mm. you look, I was at work earlier and earlier it was like swooped nicely to the side. Now it's like falling in my, into my face as like a bang. It just doesn't stay put. It's so frustrating. So to see Polly's hair, like at the end of a, a long day, be exactly the same as when he started. I am a little envious of that. It does look very hard and shiny. That part of it I don't like, but I wish my hair didn't move like that. I feel like you can't run your fingers through that kind of like It does look like not... a solid mass. <laughs> It would, I think you'd pull back of something very greasy looking. I don't know. Now I have a question for you. Do you think, how, uh-huh. how, how, how well do you think he's taking care of his hair? Do you think he's washing it every night? Is he sleeping with his products like that? Well, that's the thing is that prior to hearing him say that it was waterproof, I would have guessed that he, he would shower and then he would put lots of products and like maybe blow dry it upside down so that that's mm-hmm. how he gets it. But the waterproof, fa- that's the fact that's really throwing me. I genuinely have no idea I don't if it's waterproof. Being literal. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, I'm sure it's not shampoo proof. I'm just picturing him in the shower and like nothing happening. But I just wonder how often he washes his hair. Like, does he sleep with product in? Because I get acne if I do that. Maybe he has like a like a like a hair bonnet or something. You think? Maybe. Okay, I will say though, there is this like a couple pictures of him floating around from like later seasons in the show where he has his hair down and it it's like flat to his face. It almost is like a old school <gasps> Justin Biebery swoopy to the it's giving ju- I'm gonna actually find it and you're just gonna we have can to- put it on our uh, we can put it on our social at um hello pod. Yes, correct. It's not a good look. It's not my I'm favorite. not I'm not anticipating whoa, whoa, I don't know about that. Hey, the green oh, screen. No, I hate it. Cookie, get it off. <laughs> it's not right. It's not no. right. This one's I, even worse. Cause it's no, 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 no. <laughs> no, okay. We have to move on before I'm scarred. Okay. So the reason I bring that up is because it's like flat, like mine. So maybe I could do that if I use the right product. Will you try it for the finale? Should I? Yeah. Okay. Maybe for episode. Listen, 
I'll do a poof for the last okay. episode if you try a blowout. I'll try. I've got to buy a hairdryer. Okay. Well, some other stuff happens, but let's talk about it after the break. Amazing. Hey, everybody. Do you want to hear more queer voices or maybe just more of Gina? Well, I'm Cheyenne from Hot Maskian. And I'm Seb, and we're Gina's co-host from her other podcast, Sapphic Survival Guide. Each week, we cover a new topic in the queer universe and answer all the questions that you want to know. Yeah, so after you're done listening to this episode, of course, pop on over to Sapphic Survival Guide, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, we're back. Um, hello. Um, hello. So there's one thing I forgot to mention about the boat party day that I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh-huh. Is that um, Sam is kind of holding Ron back, or at least that's what the guys think. What is your perception of that? The guys definitely think that. And I've actually, I've had this fight on, honestly, on both ends. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. But I also think like they're, I just think, think they're a little hard on them. I agree. And I think this is an annoying situation to be in, no matter what side of it you're on. It's just sort of, unfortunately, an, an inevitable part of your friend, someone in your friend group getting in a relationship. When you're in a new relationship, you're addicted to that person. You want nothing but their Absolutely. attention. And that's really a big part of the, the beginning of a relationship. And they're, they've only known each other for like two or three weeks at this point. So they're right in the middle of that obsession with each other phase. But at the same time, I can also like, if, if you go to party and get wild with your friends mm-hmm. and one of them or two of them are off doing their own thing, it is a little like, well, why aren't you with the rest of us? Why are you isolating yourselves? So I can see both sides of it. Yeah, and I think this is when we start to see the pattern where they'll all go out. Ron and Sam will kind of have like one drink and then leave. It's one thing if they go to the bar, they're all over each other and that's that. But I can see how they're kind of like, like, let's all hang out. Like, why do you keep leaving? I I guess I can see it, but they do kind of come at them, you know, as like, it's Sammy holding you back. It's apparently Sammy's fault. This is why I don't do relationships. It's too tricky. What Cookie's saying is he is available. So slide Mm -hmm. into... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am available, but do not slide into my DMs because I won't respond. Well, okay. Speaking of sliding into the DMs, Polly D (laughs) actually does kind of what was in 2009, which is where this episode was released. Where Polly is starting to scheme and he calls Karma and he says, hey... I'm a DJ. I have a successful following. I'm able to fill up clubs. You should let me spin there. He basically says, give me an hour. Let me show you what I got. And he has credentials to back himself up. And Karma says, yeah, we'll give you a slot. Yeah. And I, okay, first of all, that's such a thing of the bygone era to call somebody and like ask for right. a gig. Absolutely not. If you called a bar today and you were like, hi, I'm a DJ, they'd be like, get the fuck off my phone. Yeah. Send an email to this business account and we'll get back to you in a month. Maybe like send us a demo or like right. be real. But to be fair, he has the backup of like MTV right now, to spend, yeah. you know, and he's asking what kind of arenas are you used to DJing in? And Polly says, I can fill clubs of 500 people and that to karma sounds impressive enough to make you know with again with mtv behind them to give him a shot maybe when they were at karma though it didn't look that full do you think that was just because maybe it was an off night or do you think maybe they weren't no i don't think it's that big of a club it's not a 500 person venue that's for sure but the size of the club i don't it didn't look to capacity at least in the shots that i'm remembering that could be because they have to like sign off on everybody who's there and have camera crews like that could be part of it see i'm thinking for lights and cameras and just getting a good shot 
of the cast, do you think they limit the amount of people who are allowed in just to prevent yeah. chaos? Because I feel yeah. like in later seasons, they get pretty chaotic, like lots and lots of people, but maybe they're just different venues. I do think it's at least somewhat limited. I think they have to control it at least a little bit. Okay, well, so they go out to Karma to see Polly DJ, which is a big deal. Um, but first off, JWell has... Really, I, we've seen her in a couple different interesting club outfits. <laughs> in the beginning of this episode, she's actually out at the bar in rolled sweatpants and a cami. And then now at Karma, she's in basically just fishnets underwear and, and a fitted T-shirt. Total 180 from the sweatpants look. Like, are you confused as confused by her wardrobe as me or are you living? I am. I mean, it was a different era. So I guess maybe there was different fashion rule. I wouldn't, you know, I will say though, beach clubs have a, a different vibe than non beach clubs. I think beach clubs are more casual. Uh -huh. Okay. Do you have an excuse for the guys wearing what I'm calling bling tees? The t shirts with the rhinestones, they sometimes spell out things or have angel wings. Like it is unapologetically tacky. <laughs> I said this the, a few episodes ago, but it's almost like camp. Like, do you think they're aware of how camp they are? No, I think it's genuine. <laughs> Men's uh, like t-shirts and things like that. It was all very busy back then. Yeah. And but even the girls are wearing bling jeans. They're like mm -hmm. the jeans are a lot of busy things. But then on the flip side, if you don't have all the bling and the busyness, it's like a simple plain shirt with like a thick belt around the tube top it's either like plain or bling i don't know this was not a good time for fashion but it's a fascinating one i will say some of it looks a little outdated like some of it looks a little y2k almost early 2000s and for this to be almost like 2010 do you think the the some of the trend because i grew up on the west coast and near <laughs> los angeles do you think some of the trends maybe were a little different phases at different parts of the country i think it's a combo of that and it, I also think it's a little bit of like, these were real people at mm -hmm. least in season one. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see their wardrobe change from season one to season two, because I think that a little bit is like, if you're an everyday person, mm -hmm. you buy your wardrobe and that's your wardrobe. And then you update it like slowly. I think a lot of it is just like the realness of them packing what they had. True. And I don't know. I can't tell if it's a, if it's a timing thing or East coast, West coast thing. I also think it's culture too. I mean, some of the stuff that was, popular there was never popular like i don't know yeah. if ed hardy was never this really is big here i'm sure people wore that it. was an east coast thing yeah like i think people out here in the on the west coast and other parts of the country i think they wore ed hardy but it wasn't so as trendy or as common did you wear ed hardy no i did not i How, actually didn't either ever when i was a little gay boy my mom used to have ed hardy perfume and i loved it and i, I stole it from her and i kept it in my room and I would, but when Amazing. I was little, I did a lot of that. Like I would steal my mom's perfumes and stuff like that and wear them to school. I loved it. That's I always so cute. Loved, I always preferred perfume and body spray to colognes. I think this is so a tangent and off topic completely. <laughs> I, yeah, but I have to say that I find men's scents, like men's soaps and men's cologne to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Vile and uh, sickening. <laughs> That's so funny because I usually date women who wear men's cologne really see i like guys that wear perfumes this is why we're gay <laughs> i prefer floral so it sounds like we <laughs> are not compatible to date each other i think we knew this already imagine we went on a date and we were both repulsed by each other's sense anyways sorry we're so off topic 
Well, really, the last part of the episode is just the fact that uh, Vinny is kind of like making out with this girl. And right before the episode ends, we find out the cliffhanger, which is that Vinny might have stolen her from Danny, a.k.a. his boss and landlord. And it's so funny because it cuts back, it like flashes back to scenes and he's standing right there. Yeah, I don't think that Vinny had any idea that that's what was happening. Like, it's not like they walked in arm in arm and whatever. And like, what is this girl thinking? I don't know. I don't really blame Vinny for this, but I do think it's funny where they kind of have this like record scratch moment when she's like, oh, yeah, when I was at dinner with Danny and he's like, what? And then that's where we kind of leave off. And we'll definitely talk about that more because that picks up next episode. But there's one thing we skipped past and it was (gasps) the girls were all dancing together. And some random starts yes. antagonizing them and shouts to Wow in reference to Snooky, your friend is fat. Yep. What the fuck? For what? Why would you say that? I feel like it, th- this kind of starts the theme of a lot of antagonizing, a lot of random people trying to pick fights with them. And we can get more into this in the next episode when they get really into it. But I think that this is the beginning of a lot of that, like fights out of nowhere from randos that they see at the bar. And I also have to say to our point earlier about Jay Wall being our problematic hero. Yeah. um, It was kind of small, but I noticed that when they were all kind of talking shit and laughing about what happened in the club, Jenny never told Snooki that the girl was talking about her. She never Mm -hmm. said the girl called you fat. She was like, oh, us, all the girls are our people. And I felt it's a very small detail, but I felt like she was it was just a little example of her protecting her friend just from having her feelings unnecessarily hurt. And it was a small detail that just kind of went by quickly. But I was like, oh, and I thought it was very protective. I love that. And I think that leads perfectly to our quote. And I so I I was going through today oh. and I, I put on my to-do list that I had to, you know, pull a quote from this episode. And when I wrote it on my to-do list, I wrote cookie quote. So what do you think <laughs> about calling the quotes our cookie quote? Sure. I like the the, the is that technically it's alliteration. Cookie I think quote. It sounds cute. So yeah, it works. It works for me. Well, for the cookie quote, do you want to be Snooky or do you want to be Wow? Can I be Wow? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay, ready? Why does all this shit happen to me? Don't worry, he's going to get his. Fuck my life. You get some food, feel better, drink heavily. You'll drink with me? You want to? Are you serious? I will. High five. End scene. Oh, I... I love, I love them together. I love that scene. And more than anything, I love day drinking, which is what they were doing in that moment. Love it. <laughs> I think this is a great episode. How do you feel? I feel like it was great. Thank you all for listening so much. We're halfway through. Oh, we're more than yeah, halfway I- through the first season. At this point, I hope that you've already liked and subscribed. If you haven't already, then leave us a review. It'll really help us. Mm-hmm. And follow us on the socials at um, hello pod. I'm at Cookie Olafonte on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> and songsbycookie.com if you want to buy my merch or my music. My music is really good. It is. And I am <laughs> at Gina Finio on Instagram, at Bisexual Gina on TikTok. And you can go to my website, ginafinio.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Get crazy, get wild. Let's party, get loud. If you want to have fun and do something, if you want to have fun and do something, get crazy, get wild.
and do something. If you want to have fun and do something. Thank you.